Well, good evening. It's Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, and that means it's time for another XJTalk.com show. Full name being Jeep Cherokee XJTalk.com. kind of want to make it clear that we, uh, we're here to talk about Jeep Cherokees. Just the Cherokee, better known as XJ. That's why the uh, website name is uh, XJTalk, as we talk about them. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, a couple of, uh, well, I think important things. Gas mileage on your XJ and uh, the um, overall poor design of the cooling system, which I believe is going to be a repeat uh, a bit from a previous show. But uh, summertime is upon us. So I think maybe uh, some of the issues that I have found and gone through on my personal uh, Jeep XJ might be of benefit to you. So uh, we'll get right to that after uh, we finish up playing this music. segment sponsored by fourwheelingplus.com. Do you own a Jeep? Do you need help getting it up? Check out fourwheelingplus.com for great deals on Jeep lift kits. That's the number four wheeling plus P-L-U-S dot com. And I want to remind you guys that uh, we love getting calls uh, in on our voicemail or our feedback line. So, uh, you know, give us a call, leave your comment, uh, leave a message. We'll probably play it on the air. Here's that number. Do you have questions or comments that you would like played on the air? We've set up voicemail just for that purpose. All you have to do is call 530-675-4102. Just leave your name, your location, and your question or comment. Chances are good it'll get played on the air. That number again is 530-675-4102. We look forward to hearing from you today. Also, too, if you got something to uh, talk about, it doesn't necessarily have to be about uh, Jeeps. Uh, Jeep-related is good. Um, you don't want a, a Jeep talk show. But uh, we're interested in other things. Uh, it may be something that uh, indirectly per- 
pertains to uh, Jeeps. It may be a bitter uh, oil product that you've uh, you've had uh, direct experience with, and uh, maybe it's not even with a, uh, a Jeep Cherokee. Uh, the TJ Wranglers uh, have a, a very common heritage with uh, the uh, XJs, <clears throat> at least the ones that were made during the same uh, time period, and have the uh, 4.0 liter engine. So uh, you may have some experiences with uh, engines or drivetrains or, or the other parts of the drivetrain that uh, might benefit all of us. So, uh, you know, feel free to uh, get in contact uh, with me via the uh, XJ Talk website and uh, be a guest. So, uh, as I said in the opening, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the uh, some of the issues that I've uh, I've gone through with my uh, my XJ, and uh, maybe in the hopes of uh, helping you out a bit, I have uh, recently um, uh, recently updated the amount of um, mile per gallon uh, measurements that I've been taking since. I believe it was July of 2009, 9, 10, 11, uh, yeah, because I'm coming right up on three years worth of, uh, uh, MPG data. And, uh, I started, uh, I started recording that data, uh, primarily because gasoline prices were spiking, uh, pretty bad. And I had just put the lift kit uh, the four and a half inch rough country lift kit on my Jeep. And I had, uh, put the, um, larger tires 32 by 11.5 inches by 15 and the alloy wheels, the 10 by 15 alloy wheels. And I was noticing, um, what seemed to be a, a gas mileage problem, uh, I had not noticed, and of course, I was. I was. I understood that perhaps it wasn't so much that I was noticing the problem as I was noticing how much gas was costing. Uh, because you know, if something is is uh, cheap enough, it's below your radar, and you really don't pay that much attention to it. Well, I think the combination of the price rising and uh, the the the, mo- the gas mileage going down were two critical things that made me, you know, care. <laughs> frankly. So uh, I started uh, measuring that uh, that information, and and you know if if I had uh, when you when you lift a vehicle, you understand pretty much going in, especially if you ever have done it in the past. You understand going in, you're not going to get as good a gas mileage simply because you're changing the aerodynamics of the vehicle, and and I think more importantly, you're putting more surface area uh, between your vehicle and the road. Uh, in the form of a a larger tire, and uh, oh, let me let me just uh, answer this question before it comes up. Yes, the the speedometer was corrected. Uh, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you change the size, uh, the diameter size of the tire from stock to a larger a larger tire uh, or wheel tire combination, the that basically means that the tire is going to roll further. To get back to the same point on the tire, so your uh, speedometer will show slower than what you're actually going. So you actually have to correct that. Now, some some vehicles, I think you can correct it uh, through the the computer, the onboard computer, the ECM, and uh, some have uh, a mechanical means. 
and there may be those and it, the XJ may be included in this that are you can correct either through the ECM or by changing a gear and uh, the only way I know how to do it is by changing the gear and I just went on uh, the internet you guys have heard of the internet I'm sure and looked up my, the size tire that I have the uh, gear ratio that I have in the the front and rear differentials and uh, picked the number of tooth gear that I needed to get it back to the stock setting. So I spent about 25 bucks, I think, and I got the, um, the 32 or 35 or whatever tooth gear it was. And it, it literally takes about seven minutes to take the one bolt holding the other one in the bracket, uh, off and, um, put the new gear in and put it back into the transfer case and put the bolt back in and go on down the road. I really wanted that because I, um, on the first vehicle that I, I lifted was a 1983 uh, Chevrolet pickup. And um, there may have been something just as easy to correct that speedometer. Uh, if so, I wasn't aware of it. Um, and I drove that, that truck for quite a while with the, the speedometer being off. And... Um, it's a bit of a scary feeling whenever you're driving around and if you, especially if there's any police, you know, you're concerned about getting a, a speeding ticket, especially since I was in my, what, mid, mid to late twenties when I did that. So, uh, eventually looking in a magazine, I found where there was a company that would, uh, basically add, um, this little piece of, um, it was a gear for all intents and purposes, a reduction gear set. And you, that was back in the days of the mechanical uh, speedometer. So you actually had a cable that would uh, come up from the transmission or transfer case all the way to the back of the speedometer uh, in your dash. And that cable would turn and the speedometer needle would, would turn and measure your speed. So basically I got this little reduction gear thing or I would assume it was reduction. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was an increase. Uh, but uh, it basically through the use of a couple of gears, it corrected it, and um, you actually would have to go out and and measure timed uh, over a measure. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, measure time over a, a fixed distance, and the the further the distance, uh, the further the the measured distance, the more accurate it was. So anyway, it's a lot easier. It was a lot easier to do on the Jeep, and it's just a gear, and the gear is available on you know many companies online carry those those gears, and uh, actually I got mine from the dealership. Um, local uh, Jeep dealership, and uh, it was about the same price online or just going down to the dealership. So uh, I just did that. So anyway, I did correct the uh, the speedometer. So one of the things that I found out, uh, I was on uh, uh, naxja.org uh, website <clears throat> asking questions and uh, you know trying to gather help from the some of the the members and visitors there. Tell them that, uh, you know, hey, my gas mileage sucks. And they're, they're basically saying, welcome to the club. And I said, yeah, I understand. But uh, there was, uh, interestingly, there was uh, several other people. And, of course, it's the Internet. Nobody ever lives, lies. <laughs> but there was uh, several other people that were saying that, uh, hey, I've got 32-inch tires or I've got 33-inch tires and blah, 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 and uh, this bumper and this spare tire and et cetera, et cetera. And I get 600 miles of the gallon. And uh, there was enough of them that were, were saying, and of course I'm, I'm being facetious, they were seeing 16 to 18 uh, miles, to, uh, miles per gallon um, 
with um, with this you know heavy equipment uh, added to their to their vehicles with speedometers corrected. So uh, highway mileage, of course. And I thought to myself, well, you know, the the vehicle is supposed to be rated for twenty miles per gallon highway, and I think we all know that those estimates are never met. Um, I guess in some rare uh, tailwind, jet stream, tornadic activity uh, near your uh, near your Jeep during the measuring of gas mileage, might you might get that, but um, you know who, who knows. But there are people that have that do get over twenty miles per gallon. Uh, generally speaking, they have standard transmissions, and of course, the nice thing about the standard transmission is you control how much uh, how much RPM. Um, how much power that you put to the transmission and and more importantly i believe how much slippage occurs because there's a lot of slipping going on inside an automatic transmission and i think they do that partially to make the the ride easier to feel make it feel smoother because we all know that the the jeep cherokees are luxury vehicles but anyway you do have more control over how much slippage goes on between um the uh, the engine and uh, getting the power to the rear wheels. So I measured, I started measuring the, the, the MPG um, for my Jeep, and I was getting around 10 miles t- to the gallon. And I thought that was really, really bad. Uh, there was uh, a lot of different things uh, thrown out there from uh, NAXJ members about uh, O2 sensors uh, being bad, um, you need to change the differential gears um, because it's taking more power to get the Jeep going. What um, was another thing that I remember? And um, over those last three years, I've tried a, a number of things. Um, I've replaced the uh, fuel injectors from the the stock one hold uh, injector to a uh, a Ford Mustang, I think it was a, a 19, I'm sorry, a 2009 uh, Ford Mustang uh, injector with, uh, gosh, there was uh, like six or seven holes uh, in that in that injector. So the idea there giving you a better spray pattern uh, to mix the, uh, the air and the fuel, and if you get a better pattern, a more diffuse pattern, then you should get a better burn. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, maybe the injectors are giving me a problem. Uh, anyway, I can get a little ahead of myself. The, f- the first thing that I tried were the O2 sensors. And uh, I replaced the, the two O2 sensors um, with Bosch. Am I saying that correctly or not? Uh, Bosch O2 sensors. And they were about $70 a piece. On the 1998 Jeep Cherokee like I have, it is um, uh, there's only two uh, O2 sensors. One is up close to the... Um, to the, to the exhaust manifold, and one is further uh, further away, closer to the catalytic converter. And my understanding is is that the one closest to the exhaust manifold is the one that is basically uh, telling the computer um, or giving the computer the information it needs to adjust the air-fuel mixture. And, of course, that's critically important, not only in the running of your Jeep, but uh, it, the efficiency of running of the Jeep running of the engine and then the the downstream uh, the, fir- the, up one, the the one closest to the exhaust sensor would be upstream the one closer to the catalytic converter would be the, the downstream uh, O2 sensor and my understanding is is that the the downstream O2 sensor uh, measures how well the mixture is being burned 
um, basically, I think how well the catalytic converter is uh, is taking care of it. I believe that's right. I believe that's on the 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 back end of the catalytic converter. In other words, uh, it's measuring uh, the mixture after the catalytic converter has um, uh, has done its job uh, trying to you know, scrub up the hydrocarbons out of there. At any rate, the uh, the the front one I was uh, was more concerned with, and um, made no difference. Nothing uh, nothing that I could tell. And I have, I am able to tell, I have heard this before and I've seen this directly. You have to collect a lot of data to be able to see what's going on, uh, for your miles per gallon, what your gas mileage is, because it can vary pretty widely, uh, over time. And I'm sorry, not over time, over a short period of time. And I cannot relate that in, in three years of data, I cannot relate that to to the way I was driving. I don't know why. It it, it goes I've seen it as low as uh, you know eleven and a half. Uh I guess I've seen it down as, as close to ten, uh, almost eleven uh, miles per gallon. And I've seen it as high as uh gosh, what was it? Thirteen six, thirteen seven miles per gallon. And I mean, we're talking from week to week, uh, and and actually, the nice you get a nice sawtooth pattern on the graph. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, and you might get a period in there where um, two or three uh, weeks will be uh, fairly, fairly the same. Uh, I mean, within yeah, uh, a half, uh, less than less than a mile per gallon, but it but it it varies widely. And it's really strange. I don't understand that, especially after the um, the ECM has learned your driving habits. The other thing I didn't understand very much was uh, I can drive like the hypermilers drive. And of course, I'm exaggerating. A hypermiler is basically like they're usually people driving Hondas, and they they plan their courses uh, from wherever they're going work, whatever, uh, where they don't have to stop as much where they don't have to go very fast and they can accelerate gradually over a long distance. So they have to the plan the most optimum route. They have to plan a route where they, uh, at least here in Texas, don't get shot for driving so slow <laughs> or accelerating so slow. But um, even trying to drive very carefully and slow to accelerate and so on and so forth, I was not seeing a, a change in, in gas mileage. Now, it may have shown up if I had done that over a long period of time, but I probably would have killed myself. I probably would have just gone insane and killed myself try, trying to drive that carefully over a long period of time. I mean, that's one of the fun things about driving the Jeep anyway is is uh, you know taking off and going. Uh, driving altogether, I guess, it's just fun to accelerate. Uh, uh, take the corners uh, sharp, Etc. Even in a Jeep. So anyway, um, it, it basically, uh, you know, I know that it, it takes more gas to 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 move the, the it takes more gas to move the Jeep faster. But it just seems like idle or seventy miles an hour, it's using about the same amount of gas. So it's your choice. You can you know you're going to be going slow, <laughs> or you can be going fast or, or faster. At any rate, the um, the next thing I tried that I recall is replacing the uh, differential gears. 
the stock differential gears uh, are 3.55. And uh, again, going through NAXJA.org, the members and guests there were suggesting, uh, I mean, in doing my own research, uh, they were suggesting 410 or 450, or I'm sorry, 4.10 or 4.56 uh, gears for the differentials. So basically what that means is is that it's, the, it's going to allow the engine to turn the uh, front and rear axles um, faster. They will turn more revolutions than what the, the differential gears that were there uh, what they would turn the wheels. So you have various ways that you can you can adjust how 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 much the wheels turn. Certainly, if you increase the tire size, that means the tire is not going to turn as many revolutions uh, over a, a distance. So by changing out the differential gears to a, a higher a new higher numeric uh, gear or a lower gear ratio, now you're going to be uh, the tire is actually going. The the tire is still going to go over the same distance, but the 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 engine uh, is going to turn more times for that same amount of uh, wheel rotation. Basically, what it does is it it means that it's going to be easier for the engine to get the uh, the mass of the Jeep moving forward or even reverse. It's going to be easier for the engine to get it going because there's going to be less resistance. Um, uh, let's see, is resistance would that be correct? I guess I guess to a degree that that's true because it would be like um, it would be like like using a lever and you can use a short lever to move something and you have to use more force to, to get it to get that moving or you can use a much longer lever and then it doesn't require as much force. So I believe that's a good analogy. May not, may not be, but anyway, that's what you got. So uh, replace the. Uh, I went with uh, 410 was what I was considering, and uh, there were so many people that said, you know, it, it, it's a lot of effort, uh, it's a lot of expense to uh, change out the gears. And uh, actually, if you have to ask, I was told this: if you have to ask, should I change the the differential gears myself? You shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't change them yourself. So I actually had a mechanic uh, change out my differentials and I had to make a, a big decision since it was going to be rather expensive, not only for the, the, uh, ra- uh, the pinion and the ring of the gear and the associated uh, rebuild kits, but also to the, uh, the, the charge the mechanic was going to uh, uh, charge me. So uh, several people said you should go one gear set um, higher or lower depending on if you're looking at the the the, the gear uh, number or the, um, the the ratio you should get one more than what you want to go because it, it will you'll be happier in the long run so i i went back and forth back and forth thinking about it and i just went ahead and decided that i would go with the 456 gears and i want to tell you it's great uh and also to uh, i w- had always planned on a, a larger uh, diameter tire and, and I knew that uh, as the tire size goes up, you need uh, numerically higher uh, gears to get the same results. So I think maybe I was toying around with the idea of going with some 35-inch tires uh, at that time. And 35-inch tires with the 456 gears 
would be really close to stock gearing. It would be very close uh, as to how the engine, how many RPMs the engine would turn and how much force it would have to give uh, to put out to, to push the Jeep along. Now, of course, that, that varies because of the weight of the tires and other things I've added to the Jeep, uh, items that have uh, changed the airflow and also to added additional weight. So, um, I'm sorry, I was just looking here at the chat room, and uh, Weldman says, Tony, what's your RPM at 60 miles per hour? I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it would be 2,500 RPM. Uh, I know for a fact that at 80 miles an hour, it's 3,000. And it's, uh, I believe at 70, it is uh, 2,800. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty high. Uh, and, and just like they told me on that, uh, that NX, NAXJ website, um, the, the 4.0 can turn 3,000 RPM all day long, and it, it, it surely can. It has no problem doing that whatsoever. Um, although I did get heat creep, uh, which was the, the cooling system gradually heating up. And I, you know, I, I believe it's because of that additional RPM uh, that the engine is, is, is turning. And I'm sure it has to do with airflow and additional weight and so on and so forth and, and aerodynamics. So anyway, I changed out the, uh, the, the 355 gears with 456 gears. And uh, continue to measure my um, my fuel uh, consumption uh, versus mileage uh, gained over the that uh, that fuel usage uh, from week to week. And, and I say week to week; it's whenever I filled up. And, and generally speaking, I can go a week to to whatever job I'm working at uh, on a tank of gas. And I have the uh, the 20 gallon uh, tank on uh, the Jeep Cherokee, and and that effectively is about. Um, I think 18.6 gallons is the most I've ever been able to get in a tank. And, and that's with the, the, um, the power, uh, dropping off. In other words, the injectors weren't, weren't putting out as much fuel as what they needed to be because it, the tank was almost empty. So, uh, I read something about that. I think it, it's, uh, if you, you have to measure up the tube and it doesn't pick up all the fuel that's in there and so on and so forth. I don't know. They may even have it set that way because uh, they don't want the the fuel pump to uh, the fuel pumps in the tank so i think they they do that uh they may do that because they don't want the fuel pump to uh not be in in some fuel because they actually use the fuel to cool the fuel fuel pump and i have i think i also read someplace you're not supposed to run um run a tank more than uh uh three quarters uh empty that you need to have at least a quarter tank of fuel in there uh, otherwise you could uh uh, overheat the uh, the fuel pump but i've been doing it uh for the longest time i mean i've had this jeep since 98 uh, and uh it uh it's still going of course the fuel pump could also be a, a, a the culprit in uh, a mile per gallon issue but anyway i went with the 456 gears continued to measure the the gas mileage and i noticed a significant jump uh, almost immediately and it went uh uh, looking at the graph over just that very short period of time from around uh, July to the end of the year, uh, my miles per gallon increased uh, by around two miles to two and a half miles per gallon. Now, that may not seem like that big a deal, but if you're, if you're getting around 10 and now you're getting up close to 13, 
uh, miles per gallon. That, that, that makes you feel good that the $1,500 that you spent to have this done, uh, you know, buy the gears and have them installed, not, and not to mention the time that I spent there at the mechanic's place uh, watching and helping, it makes you feel good that you got, you got a little, little bang for your buck. Now, I haven't gone through the how much fuel could I, could I have bought and how much fuel did I save, <laughs> and I probably don't want to know. So, uh, and, and, and that's really it. I mean, that's it. That's the only thing that I have seen a change in three years of collecting mile-per-gallon data that made any significant improvement. Now, what I will add is, over that same time period, I've added uh, a bumper that uh, a front a front winch bumper that probably weighs uh, ninety to hundred pounds. Uh, I've added a, a super winch, uh, a nine thousand pound uh, pulling uh, rated pulling super winch that I I know is is seventy or eighty pounds. Uh, on top of that, I've added uh, I, and I think I just I just throw this in because I at least from the wind resistance. I've added uh, four uh, KC uh, daylighter, six-inch uh, uh, daylighter um, off-road lights to that bumper, which weighs a little bit. Uh, a couple of D-rings uh, on that bumper, so I got all that weight. And, and even prior to that, that custom uh, front bumper that I have on there, I uh, added a, uh, a custom rear bumper, and, and it probably weighs... I, you know, it's got a way, it probably weighs more than what the front bumper does. Um, you know, since it, well, it probably weighs about the same actually, because the bumper itself probably weighs 90 or so pounds. There's an additional, um, uh, tire carrier added to that bumper so that I can put a spare tire. And then again, uh, and then also there's the spare tire, which is, um, probably 40, 50 pounds, maybe. Maybe more. So all all told, we're probably talking about 300 pounds of weight added to the Jeep just in bumpers, winch, and spare tire. And um, I guess really that's that's about it for the uh, for the the weight adding because it it already had skid plates uh, at various places. I did take the front skid plate off, which which I'm going to put back on. Uh, to, to see if I can help the, uh, the heat creep problem, but, uh, um, to promote airflow through the radiator instead of maybe under the, uh, under the Jeep. But anyway, so that, that's one thing that I found very interesting. You, you hear a lot on the, the forums that, uh, adding this, uh, this additional weight to your, your Jeep is going to really hurt your gas mileage. At least in my case, not true. Absolutely not true. Now, it is always possible that the various things that I've been trying to improve my gas mileage have been, uh, are not, not visible over a very short period of time in the, the measurement of my gas mileage. And those improvements actually are offsetting the, the negative things that I've done to the Jeep as far as gas mileage goes. And those negative things would be the, the addition of all that weight. And the the change in airflow around the the general sh- brick shape of the <laughs> of the Jeep. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, all I can tell you is, is that I have not seen a difference in gas mileage. I am still getting, uh, the um, most of the time it's around uh, 12, 7, 12, 8 to 13, 2, 13, 3 with uh, opportunities to go to 13.6 and and I, da- I do a little a little uh, a little dance and a little uh, uh smiley face as I'm uh, uh accelerating wildly going uh, going to work. I usually fill up uh, uh get gas on the way to work. So and and actually that's what I've uh, I've read that that's the best time to get fuel is in the morning because the uh the fuel is cooler. The atoms uh, are closer closer uh, packed together and you get more fuel uh, in your vehicle than you do if it's uh, uh, hot. Actually, uh, in the early morning hours after the, the fuel has had, had, had time to cool down is probably the best time. If you have a refrigeration unit that you can put over the top of the uh, the storage tanks, that would help you even more. So anyway, um, that's kind of my bottom line. I have not improved my my fuel economy uh, by better driving, uh, I have not improved it by um, really any means that I I can see. No, the data does not bear out that. Uh, oh, and I also installed a performance distributor FireWire 4.0 kit in the hopes that it would uh, uh, give me a better spark and give me better uh, combustion of the air fuel mixture, and basically, you know. Give me more bang for the uh, fuel buck. And that did not occur. That did not occur on my vehicle. Now, we we recently gave away a, a performance distributor uh, firework kit, about a $200 value, $170 at least, to a uh, uh, XJTalk.com member and uh, show listener. He's on in the uh, chat room tonight, uh, Weldman. Uh, I like to call him Weldman. And uh, he recently uh, installed it on his Jeep. Um, Kurt, what uh, what year is uh, he says? Grr, he doesn't like Weldman. <laughs> what year is your Jeep, uh, uh, Kurt? I think I'm saying your name wrong. Um, uh, Weldman's uh, Jeep is a 1995, so it's uh, it's three years older than uh, than my Jeep. And he was able to install his uh, FireWire kit and gap his plugs uh, 0.054 that, uh, if I recall his post correctly. And he says he has received uh, an uh, increase in uh, throttle response, and I think he's very hopeful. Kurt is also getting um, getting um, pretty, pretty bad gas mileage. I think he's getting around 140, 140 miles per tank of gas. And uh, Kurt, is that a um, an eighteen? I'm sorry, a twenty gallon tank, or is it the um, what's the other one that they have? A sixteen, fifteen gallon, I think. So it's a twenty gallon. Okay. See, I'm getting around uh, anywhere from two hundred and fifteen to two hundred and thirty uh, miles uh, out of a tank of gas on my uh, on my vehicle. So um, that's almost 100 miles to a tank more than what, what you're getting. Now, I've pretty much always been getting that, though, and that didn't change with the FireWire kit. Now, I didn't gap my, my spark plugs. Uh, I think, well, you, you read the, the article that I wrote up on that most recently, Kurt. I, I guess I had forgotten. I think that it is 
Um, oh, he, Kurt says he's at 142 as of today. How much gas do you have left? I mean, what does it what does it say on the uh, on the fuel meter? Just, just waiting for him to type in his response. Oh wow. Well, um, actually, if uh, I'm sorry, he uh, Kurt Weldman responded with just over half a tank. So, um, did you fill up right after you put the firewire kit on, or had you already used some some gas? He said no on Sunday. So, um, I, I guess I don't understand. Uh, you you filled up on Sunday, and then you installed the kit. Or you installed the kit and then filled up on Sunday. I can't remember. Uh, did you put the, the kit in on Saturday? Oh, you installed it yesterday. Okay, so... You, uh, oh, and the other thing I, I had posted up. Did you reset the ECM? Because you know you need to reset your ECM so it can relearn everything. Yeah, because... Uh, and I think that's a, I think that was a correct statement that I made in that post. Um, I mean, you made a significant change to the ignition system. And those of you that aren't familiar, the, the performance distributor kit is a, uh, a higher voltage coil. And, and this isn't unusual. This has been doing... They've been doing stuff like this. Um, people have been coming up with higher voltage coils and uh, uh, plug wires that uh, are faster to move that that energy from the, the, the coil to the plug and hotter burning plugs and et cetera, et cetera. That stuff's been going on for years. It's, it's not some new um, um, pseudoscience thing. It, it, it does work. They use it in racing. So anyway, the performance distributor kit basically is a higher voltage coil, some uh, high temperature uh, plug wires. The plug wires are really nice. And um, um, it allows you to run uh, a greater spark and a bigger gap on your spark plug. And again, uh, giving a better, uh, a larger spark to make, hopefully to ignite the air fuel mixture more completely, uh, giving you more, um, giving you more uh, oomph for the buck. So, uh, Kurt has installed one, uh, installed a kit on his, uh, his uh, Jeep, and I know he's hopeful, and I certainly am too, that he's going to see a, uh, a mile per gallon in uh, performance. He says he already feels a seat of the pants change, uh, more power. Uh, Kurt, what uh, you have the 355 gears? Uh, uh, Weldman just, I mean, Kurt just says huge. It's a huge change. Uh, you have 355 gears in your axles, right? And what size tires? Well, I love that complete silence when I stop talking. So uh, he's got 30-inch tires. So he's all about, um, if I remember right, that's about three inches or an inch and a half um, on either side of the tire, bigger than a, a stock tire, because I think the stock tires are 27-inch. Yeah, 2.5. Okay, so, well, that's good. Uh, you know, it's amazing. It's just amazing that you are getting that bad of gas mileage on 30-inch tires. Man, anyway, uh, I don't want to uh, go. I have a bunch of questions I'd like to ask, and uh, probably redundant questions that uh, you've been asked, like oh, changing O2 sensors and so on and so forth. Um, 
I mean, I firmly believe that an, a, a bad O2 sensor is could give you bad gas mileage. I mean, if it's if it's not giving the the most accurate data to the ECM, uh, the ECM is not going to be able to uh, determine what the, the the proper air fuel mixture is going to be, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's the other thing. That was my question, uh, Weldman. Weldman says no codes, uh, question mark. And um, that was that was what I always thought. If it's not throwing a code, if the check engine light's not coming on on your dash, then the O2 sensor must be okay. And they said not so. That the O2 sensor can be giving erroneous information, but it's still within the the acceptable limits for the computer to say, okay, you know, I'll I'll deal with that. And I don't know if that means that it has the ability to adjust um, um, sig- uh, well enough to, to not to significantly uh, impact the mile per gallon that you get, or if it just means uh, it doesn't matter. It could be that it just it just doesn't matter. It's just not that critical. And it could be the latter, and that might be why when I changed the O2 sensors, and I've changed the O2 sensors several times, um, that uh, that's why it didn't make a difference. Now, I will add, looking at the data, over the last, um, well, in 2010, I did see a, on average, a decline in my uh, miles per gallon by maybe two-tenths of a, of a uh, mile per gallon. Uh, it probably is closer to a tenth. And like I said earlier, I think that you have to measure this over a long period of time to really get a sense of what your your fuel mileage is because it is it varies drastically one of the things that i have noticed though is if you look at how many miles you are able to go on a tank of gas that seems to be um and it's probably it's probably the difference in in this the the decimal point numbers as opposed to the mile numbers but it just not really thinking about it, I guess, <laughs> you know, that, that always screws things up when you think about it. Um, I've noticed that the, anyway, the, the number of miles on a tank of gas is pretty much always the same. I know it's going to be 200 miles at least, and it probably is going to be 230 if I really want to push it. I mean, I've seen it 235. And, uh, I guess I just get a little nervous and, and, and when I get to around, to 10 to 12 uh it shows empty and you know i don't carry a a a fuel can on my jeep so if it if it stops running then i'm walking or i'm trying to coast into a gasoline station so there's just so much that you you know there's so much you want to chance it so anyway uh Bottom line is, uh, over three years, or almost three years, here in two months, it'll be three years of collecting mile per gallon data, uh, I have seen uh, no significant change in my uh, mile miles per gallon, either to the positive or to the negative, with the exception of changing the uh, front and rear differential gears going from um, 355 uh, stock to 456 not stock. It would be I would be very interested in knowing um, what it would be like to be on 410 gears. Now, what I'm going to be doing here in the next uh, few months, um, maybe maybe just a month or so, just depends, is uh, changing the tires. I'm going to be going from 
uh, the 32 uh, 11 and a half by 15 to the the new um, km2 I have the km1s uh, mud terrains on, on my vehicle now which I'm sure doesn't help the gas mileage because of those uh, those big lugs um, but I'm going to be going to the km2 because they don't make km1s anymore otherwise I'd, I'd just be getting another set of those but I'm gonna be going to the 33 by 12 and a half by 15 uh, tires now the km2 at least in my layman's opinion, is not, uh, even though they're mud terrain, they, they are not as uh, aggressive uh, as the KMs. The, the lugs are uh, closer together, and they, they look to me to be more of an all-terrain tire. Now, they do still have all-terrain, uh, uh, BFG all-terrain tires, and they're not as aggressive as this tread pattern. So... I've heard that the, the KM2s are quieter. I've heard that the KM2s, um, um, I've heard they work well. So, you know, maybe I'm hoping it's just, it's just computers uh, <laughs> able to get the, uh, the same uh, response uh, from a, a better tread pattern. And uh, I suspect that uh, it may balance out the, since I'm going wider, an inch wider on the tire, it's going to be more uh, contact between my vehicle and the road, which is going to mean more friction, which should mean a drop in, I mean, logic says that it should be a, a drop in, in miles per gallon. And uh, I will be changing out the, the gear in the, um, the speedometer gear in the transfer case to so that it will measure the, um, measure the distance and, and therefore the speed correctly. And uh, so my mile per gallon should still be accurate. And, and I'm, I'm not going to drive it without changing out that gear. I'll, I'll get the gear uh, before I get the tires. And I'll have it ready and, and I'll swap it out or I'll do it shortly thereafter. So it would be a very small statistical bump on the, uh, the mile per gallon uh, radar, uh, even if I changed it out a day or so later. So I, I will be sure and correct that. But it's very interesting to see that nothing has made a change and I'm also interested to see if it's going to make any any real change with the larger tire. Now, I was thinking about going to a 35-inch tire, and um, for two reasons. I like the, uh, you know, to me, the bigger the tire, the better it looks. Um, and also, too, with the 35-inch tire, I would be closer to um, the right ratio uh, with the 456 gears. I'd be pretty very close to stock gearing. In other words, I would be very close to the same gearing I was having um, with the, the stock tire and the 355 gears in the, uh, in the axles. The problem with putting the 35-inch tires on these axles, the Dana 30 up front and the Crosser 8.25 and back, is it puts a lot of stress, uh, a lot of torque on those axles and on all the parts. It also puts more stress on the um, the steering box and even how it mounts to the to the unibody. So there's a lot of things that you really need to do to beef up your uh, your Jeep to run 35s or 36s or 37s or or, or whatever. But uh, people have found they can pretty well get away with running 33 inch tires uh, morning, noon, and night. And uh, the engineering of the Jeep Cherokee is sufficient enough to, to, to do that. Now, that's substantial. I mean, that's, I think that's a good four, 
uh, what is that? Uh, three, four, five. That's that's five inches wider um, or taller, I should say, diameter tires than the stock tires. So, you know, that's giving you another uh, two and a half inches of ground clearance, basically. So that's significant. It, it really is a 33 inches. Really is a big tire, and it, I, I wouldn't think that just a half inch uh, bigger on either side of the of the of the 32 that I have would would make physically look like that big of a difference. But uh, I, I I was uh, went off road with a uh, uh, XJ Talk member and friend uh, about a year or so ago, and he had just gotten a set of uh, KM2 33 inch tires, and when I saw them. I thought they were 35s. They were just huge, and they just looked so much bigger than mine. And they were just a, a, a an inch taller and an inch wider. So, um, I, I would like to see what what it would do. And, and who knows? I might be able to run run across somebody on the site that has some 35 inch tires that I can just swap out and uh, and drive them uh, for a week and see uh, what it would be like. Uh, from the standpoint of uh, gas mileage and uh, that heat creep problem that I was talking about. So uh, I don't know. I've, I've talked a lot about, about uh, the mile per gallon, a lot more than what I thought I was going to. And, and actually, I thought we were going to have a, a short show today, but I guess I got on a rant. Um, let's see. Uh, jump back over here to the, the chat room and uh, catch up. Um, so let's see, I think Weldman uh, was asking me a question. Tony, do you have a six inch on that red thing? Uh, I would assume that you're referring to the, the, the lift. It's a four and a half inch lift. So, yeah, 27 inch tire I think is the stock size. I'm just seeing VW Fool says they are uh, let's see, beefy as hell though they are uh, ran with 456 and 33s you get the same MPG uh, I'm trying to read here uh, uh, VW what do you mean the uh, same MPG as what the 456s with the 33s you get the same MP, uh, mile per gallon as, as running what Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. He says uh, uh, versus uh, 355 gears and uh, 225, or sorry, 235. Uh, uh, I think that's a metric measurement of the of the tire. Oh, with Dana 60s as stock axles. Yeah, but the Dana 60s, um, and I guess I'm going on, going against the thing I've already said. The Dana 60s are really heavy, and boy, you know, just by their nature, you have to put a, a bigger tire on them because. If you uh, run data 60s with uh, small tires, uh, you know you're you're defeating the whole purpose of uh, lifting lifting the vehicle to start with because you want to get that pumpkin that differential uh, higher off the ground. And uh, the data 60s are just huge uh, uh, pumpkins, and uh, they're going to be close close to the ground. So I think you need a, a 35 inch tire minimum on a on a data 60. Of course, that's the nice thing about the data 60. Uh, I think you can run um, pretty much anything up to a, uh, a monster truck tire. <laughs> it's going to take it. 54-inch uh, tires, uh, I don't think, are 
were a problem for Dana 60s, and that, that would just be, you know, incredible. It would be a lot of fun to have a, a vehicle um, with a, a big lift and big tires and some, uh, some badass axles. It's certainly not going to be a, a, a trail vehicle or a climbing vehicle like what the, uh, the Jeep Cherokee is. So uh, I, I don't know if you guys, um, uh, I think many of you realize that, maybe some that uh, aren't into the off-road thing, just you just see the lifted vehicles on the street. Uh, when you see a, a truck that's lifted a good foot, two foot in the air and has these massive uh, tires uh, on them, it is very impressive, very cool to look. But for all intents and purposes, those are uh, road warriors. You, you aren't going to see those off-road. And if you do see them off-road, it's going to be mud. And uh, even at that, when the vehicles get, uh, when the vehicles are really heavy, um, like the, uh, the big uh, the Ford 350s and stuff, uh, they get so heavy that you, it's not a good idea to run them through the mud because they're going to get stuck no matter what size tire you have on there. And now you've got a nice uh, $70,000, $80,000 vehicle um, stuck in the mud, and it's so damn heavy. And it's and, and with the addition of the uh, the the friction of the mud, uh, <laughs> you got something that you can't you can't put enough stuff on it to pull it out. So you know they really are just road uh, road warriors, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, I, if I get an opportunity to get another four wheel drive pickup, uh, I will. But it it is different from the Jeep. Uh, the Jeep is a, a very fun vehicle to take off road, to drive on the street, off the street, and uh, it's like uh, it's kind of like having a goat that doesn't eat the uh, eat the cans. <laughs> it, it will pretty much go anywhere, any little spot you want to go. And of course, uh, I've been looking at these uh, Suzuki Samurais. Talk about small and and going places. There, you're talking about something that's uh, uh, maybe half the size of a Jeep. Uh, one of the Wranglers. Uh, wow, those things are pretty amazing. I can see how that would be a lot of fun to drive those things around. You get the uh, you get a good lift out of it and uh, get some some good sized tires. Plus the uh, they're very short uh, and narrow and uh, can uh, they seem to be able to go go lots of places as well. So yep, I'm not going to be able to get to the uh, to the Jeep cooling. Uh, suffice it to say. I've changed everything on my cooling system with the exception of the heater core, um, which isn't directly the cooling system, but uh, the coolant does pass through it. So uh, I've changed all that and um, upgraded uh, all of it. Yeah, well, the hoses are still made of rubber and, uh, you know, they're still basic hoses. They have been changed. I won't call that an upgrade, but... Uh, I have modified the, the rest of it. And it does cool much better. But uh, as I was saying earlier in the program, I do have this issue with heat creep going down the highway. The uh, cooling system is not capable of keeping up with the amount of heat that's being generated by the engine. And uh, traditionally, that means that the uh, traditionally that means that the um, you're not getting enough airflow through the radiator, and certainly the 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 custom front bumper winch and uh, off-road lights would be would seem to be the culprit uh, for that. However, and I'm not saying they're not uh, not keeping the airflow uh, from going through. I'm sure they are, but I was having this issue before uh, I changed out that bumper. 
but uh, I can drive off-road, uh, crawl, uh, a lot of torque, a lot of horsepower usage, uh, off-road, uh, very low speeds, and uh, running the air conditioner, <laughs> which is, seems kind of counterintuitive, but you know, I'm a fat boy. I don't, don't want to be out there sweating, making my own gravy. So driving around off-road, uh, air conditioner bl- uh, blaring uh, 9,500 degrees uh, air temps and had no problems with it overheating. So all the all the modifications that I've made definitely helped, uh, but I still got to fix this heat creep issue so that I can actually drive it on the highway. And, of course, that was one of the reasons why I was looking at uh, doing the uh, 35-inch tires to see if it was an RPM related issue uh get the rpms back down to uh 2200 at uh, 70 miles per hour and i think that's i think that's right i think 2200 rpm and 2300 is uh is about what uh what it was whenever it was stock it's another one of those things before you start making changes make notes of things because then you you wind up having to go back and ask people what their stock vehicle does uh, i i dearly wish i had done a, a good uh gas mileage um measurement on my stock jeep especially when i first got it it just you know the fuel was a a dollar something a gallon back then and it just really didn't matter so uh weldman's screaming at me here in the chat room he says uh, tony reed let's see um weldman says that uh i don't know how far back i'm supposed to go kurt but uh weldman says tony my temps went down with the firewire kit and 37 exclamation marks after that and uh yeah i didn't i didn't see that Uh, i didn't see that occur um, let's see, always owned Ford trucks and Jeeps and VW water-cooled cars, uh, do, 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 Mustangs as well, uh, okay, VW Fool says, I can't get my temps over 160, not that good, need to change up my, uh, T-stat to a 180 or 190, yeah, everything I've read, uh, as far as, uh, miles per gallon, you want to go with the um the 100 i think the 190 is the stock at least on the uh the 98s the uh ho engines the 190 degree thermostat is the stock and and you do want to um and i I learned the hard way uh, a thermostat will not lower your temps it'll just uh keep the 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 coolant temperature cooler longer once it once the temperature rises uh the thermostat's open and it doesn't matter it's going to run at, at whatever it's going to run at. So uh, it just means it'll open sooner and it will stay cooler um, longer. But if you're if you're going any place over any distance, it's going to rise to whatever whatever the value is, whatever the balance between uh, how much heat the the engine's creating and how much uh, how much you're able to cool that uh, coolant as it moves through the radiator and um, the water jackets and so on and so forth. So um, I understand it now. Thermostat. Uh, just delays the inevitable, I should say. And I certainly saw that because I tried it. I put a 180 degree thermostat on mine and uh, it, it basically served to uh, help me freeze my ass off uh, during our winters. And, and remember, our winters aren't very, very bad here. I mean, we're talking about some 38 degree days, 40 degree days. And uh, man, it was cold in the Jeep. It was really cold in the Jeep. I know I'm a big baby. Uh, I don't know what cold is. Uh, but uh, I do like the cold. It, it, it's very pleasurable, not uh, breaking a sweat, getting out of the Jeep and walking into the house. But uh, it, it gets a little uh, a little tiresome whenever you're um, driving an hour uh, to or from work to uh, 
not have the heat in the Jeep. Uh, I kind of learned that that one, that 190. I keep wanting to say 195, but I believe it's 190 degree thermostat. That one made a big difference as far as uh, keeping the Jeep nice and and warm. And even at that, with all the the modifications I made to the cooling system, it takes a little while longer to heat up uh, to and, and get some uh, some nice temps out of the uh, out of the heater. So guys, I, I I did a whole hour tonight. I was thinking I would be doing this for about 30 minutes. Um, but uh, I appreciate uh, the people that showed up in the chat room and the interaction. It's always fun. Uh, I, I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the show personally a lot more whenever uh, we have some some folks in the uh, in the chat room. So thank you very much. And and Kurt, uh, my apologies for not getting that uh, that firework hit to you sooner, but you got it, and uh, you are having fun with it. And, and all it cost you was a little time to record some promos <laughs> and uh, a little bit of uh, bitching and complaining about where the hell is it. So, and that reminds me, if you would like to uh, to call in and, you know, leave a promo for the show, um, hell, that'd be great. In fact, I'll play one here at the end of the music and, and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, just call our feedback line. And uh, throw in a question. Maybe you've got something that you'd like to add to the mile per gallon uh, thing that I talked about tonight. You know, maybe you've seen something different than me. Call in. Let me know. I'll share it with the audience. I'll share it with myself. I'd like to know. And, of course, you can always post on the uh, on xjtalk.com. One of the Jeep premier websites on the Internet, that thing that Al Gore invented. So, anyway, the uh, the number is 530 530- Six seven five four one zero two five three zero six seven five four one zero two. It's only voicemail. Don't have to worry about anybody answering. Call any time of the day or night, and uh, you know, promo, question, feedback, whatever you like. So until next week, this is Tony Motoroy and XJTalk.com wishing you uh, very happy Jeep days. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Okay, here's a good promo. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about XJTalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. And, of course, my favorite. I just wanted to say XJTalk is the best fucking site in the fucking world. And if you think you know of a better fucking site, fuck you. By the way, this is Big Jim 350 Bah. <laughs> and here actually here's one of uh this is one of the uh the promos that uh that one weldman that uh performance distributor kit hello this is kurt aka weldman from wisconsin if you're looking to get some great information or share what you know about your xj and you need to see some pictures of other xjs to get some great ideas or how to's this is the place we come from all over the world so you might even make a few great friends you won't find a better group of people to chat with. And best of all, we don't judge you for your ride. So stock or super modified, you are always welcome here. So look no further. XJTalk.com, the place you need to be. So sign up, sign in, and have some fun.